0: Leaders are under pressure. The pandemic has impacted nearly every person worldwide, and work is now forced to be done in different ways. Are there certain skills that can even make a difference in a crisis? Today, we are discussing a Zenger-Folkman study that compared Leadership 360 assessments before and after the pandemic that revealed five essential skills needed for this new era. Welcome to The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm your host, Brianna Koren, and with me today is renowned psychometrician and my all around great dad, Joe Folkman.
1: Thank you, Brie. How are you doing today?
0: I'm great. You know, every day, my four-year-old asks me the same question. Mom, is coronavirus over yet? And every day, I give her the same sad response. Not yet.
1: I'm sorry. That's really hard for a four-year-old.
0: Yep. But yesterday, after I told her that coronavirus is still not gone, she replied, why are all the scientists sleeping? (laughs) And I quickly told her that they were all working very hard and I'm sure they were losing sleep. (laughs) But what is really unique about this time period we are all in is that literally every leader and organization in the world is dealing with the same struggles. But for someone who measures and gathers data for a living, I'm sure for you this has been, in a strange roundabout way, an incredible experience to measure how leaders respond in a crisis and see what really works.
1: If you go to get a physical from a doctor and he listens to your heart as you sit on the examination table, that's helpful. But if the doctor puts you on a treadmill and then listens to your heart, he can learn a lot more or she can learn a lot more. Oh,
0: yeah, good point.
1: Recently, I was asked what I've learned about leaders in the pandemic. And the thing I learned was anybody can be a pretty good leader when business is normal and there's no problems and everything is working well. But in a crisis like this, having the right strengths becomes a great asset, and some weaknesses become a significant liability. We found a huge gap between leaders who are above average and below average on just nine behaviors.
0: Interesting. Tell me more about the gap.
1: Well, as my colleague Jack Zenger and I searched for what exactly is required in these new circumstances, we realized that we had some very unique data. We could look at our database of 360 assessments to see if there was any significant changes in the way that direct reports scored their leaders after the pandemic hit. Uh, Were there certain traits that were more important now? We weren't sure if we would find anything significant or if the reports would be the same. What we learned from these leaders was regardless of the culture, the industry, or the position, There were some skills that really made a difference in these times of change.
0: So what data did you use to do this analysis?
1: Well, I conducted two studies. I gathered data or I looked at data gathered after March 1st, 2020. The first one focused on the top management group of a large global corporation. We were really interested in these people because they were running a large business and we wanted to understand what made a difference for them. The second group was conducted uh, on data we collected from March to July, 2020. We had about 1,276 leaders from many different organizations. 50% of them were in the U.S., but the others were scattered across the globe. In both groups, data was compared to our pre-pandemic norms of over 110,000 leaders. Now, our question was, which skills became more important in the pandemic?
0: Mm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Let's hear them.
1: Well, we identified five skills. Now, the number one skill was balancing results with a concern for individual needs of people. In the pre-pandemic period, I think most leaders were focused 60% on results, 40% on people. (laughs) You know, people wanted to deliver results. That was clearly more important. But during the pandemic, the balance changed. In the pandemic, what leaders needed to do is focus 40% on results and 60% on individual needs. Hmm. Many employees were anxious and stressed and unsure about their future. They needed a leader who cared about them.
0: Absolutely. The other day, um, you asked your LinkedIn followers to submit their stories of leaders who balanced. Um, results and needs and there's one story I wanted to share today from Naomi about her boss Jen. She said, quote, we're a remote team so even before COVID we had some solid practices in place to ensure that we all stayed engaged. Jen, my boss, does an excellent job giving each of us plenty of leeway, leeway to be human and trust us to get our work done. The biggest thing I appreciate about Jen is that she prioritizes her own family and fully understands when we need to do the same. Because she leads with trust, we are a high performing team, so thankful to be a part of the group and incredibly motivated to continuously earn our spot and make her and ourselves proud.
1: Bree, that's an excellent example. Just checking with people and thanking them for their contribution and then recognizing them when they make an extra effort makes a big difference.
0: I agree. What's the second behavior?
1: Well, it's cooperation from people in other parts of the organization. With increased remote work, the need for cooperation across groups had substantially increased. Before the pandemic, people would walk down the hall and they'd see somebody from IT or somebody from HR. They would just run into people or they could walk over to another place in the office and, and really have a conversation. But when people went home, that didn't happen anymore. One of the things we found that was really interesting was the data we collected in the pandemic, the number one most negative issue was dealing with conflict. You know, when you're sitting alone and you're thinking about someone who needs to give you some data and you're not seeing it show up on your screen, all of a sudden you kind of get mad and, you know, you think, oh, those people are just goofing off. They're watching TV.
0: On Netflix.
1: Well, you know, it's it's natural because you can't see them. I mean, yeah. when you look across the room and see people working on stuff, you don't have that same thing. So we noticed that conflict increased in the pandemic. Hmm. So collaboration and cooperation was really needed to increase between groups. The number three issue is conveying a high level of energy and enthusiasm. Uncertainty creates anxiety for employees, and they're desperate to hear a positive and enthusiastic voice. The vast majority of leaders are rated higher on their ability to drive for results or push than their ability to pull, inspire and motivate others. But during this pandemic period, what people needed was less pushing and more polling.
0: I think many people misinterpret energy and enthusiasm like an annoying, out-of-touch cheerleader. Like, don't worry about the pandemic, we're going to meet our goals today, so go be productive. No, no, I actually think, and correct me if you think this is way off, but a good example of a leader with high energy and enthusiasm is Governor Cuomo. Really? And let me explain why, and this has nothing to do with politics, by the way. I have a lot of friends living in new york and so i followed along with governor cuomo's daily briefings at the beginning like a lot of people did and when i listened to him i felt that he was serious but he was confident and inspiring he brought this magnetic energy to those briefings that made you feel like this guy was going to make stuff happen and move mountains to take care of his state and i think that is what people are looking for when we talk about energy and enthusiasm and bringing that to work?
1: Well, the number one companion behavior of inspiring and motivating others is creating a positive emotional connection. And clearly, Governor Cuomo did that. Hmm. Having someone who understands what you're going through and can empathize with your situation is inspiring to others. We also found another way to be inspiring was to set stretch goals. He also did that. Mm. People feel better about themselves when they accomplish something that's difficult, especially if they can see the reason for that goal. Another way to be inspiring is to develop others. Help them learn a new skill. People wanna grow and develop and helping somebody do that really makes you an inspiring leader.
0: Number four was helping others understand the organization's vision. For most organizations, the pandemic has required a big shift in the strategy and direction. Employees now working remotely also need greater clarity about their goals. Many companies have learned this year that changing strategy does not have to take a very long time and have a bazillion meetings and huge processes. I mean, not all companies are going to have the dramatic change like the distilleries that shifted from making beer to hand sanitizer practically overnight. But I think, Most have had to look hard at their organization's mission and strategy and see if it's working in this new environment.
1: The number five issue was quickly recognizing where change was needed. The pandemic has required many significant shifts in how work was done and priorities and goals. No doubt there will be need for additional change in the future. You know, during this pandemic, the majority of people who were working from home preferred that over working in the office. You know, as you think about why, there was no commute time, more time with the family, and there's some evidence that productivity even increased.
0: I would doubt they had a three-year-old, though,
1: (laughs) or a four-year-old. Maybe that's the difference. (laughs) Although... Well, when the pandemic is over, there's many organizations that are considering options for having more people work from home. One of the biggest lessons I learned from this data is the large emphasis on balancing results with others' needs. It ranked number one for a reason. People need their leaders to understand the challenges they're facing with compassion and be able to guide them back to solid ground. Leaders we've been working with since the start of the pandemic have been very appreciative of having an accurate and reliable assessment of their essential skills. Especially now, our own intuition about our performance may be far from accurate. With more employees and managers working remotely, it's become even more difficult for leaders to understand their performance.
0: So, I have an assignment based on these five most essential skills. I'm going to ask you some questions and I will be sure to include them on our website podcast page so you can refer back to them. And you will need to gather feedback on the following questions from your manager, peers, friends, and other people in your life. Cue the introspective music. Do I balance getting results with a concern for the individual needs of people? How can I improve? Have I enabled there to be cooperation from people in other parts of the organization? How can I adapt my work to involve others more? How is my energy and attitude affecting others? Do I convey a high level of energy and enthusiasm? Have I been helping others understand the organization's vision and strategy? Have I been able to quickly recognize and respond where change is needed? How could I improve?
1: You know, we discovered that leaders who were highly skilled in just one of these essential skills were rated at the 79th percentile in their overall leadership effectiveness.
0: And what is even more fantastic is that two skills moved a leader to the 88th percentile.
1: The point here is doing one or two of these skills well will make a big difference. Also remember that once someone gives you feedback, thank them for the gift and then act on that feedback. With a little bit of insight in the right direction, you can become the leader needed in this new era.
0: The ninetieth Percentile and Unconventional Leadership Podcast was written and recorded by Brian O'Korin and Joe Folkman, with music by Pleasant Pictures and produced by Zanger Folkman. If you like our show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify and leave us a review. If you want the latest updates on our show and links to Joe's latest research and articles, sign up for our newsletter at the link in the episode notes and join our conversation on our podcast page on LinkedIn. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in our episode notes or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com.